Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutton. We'll be into our story in just a moment. Right now, though, let's listen to this bit of philosophy expounded by Mrs. Molly McGee. Heavenly days, McGee. Look at you. Where have you been? Giving the car a little checkup. It's something everyone ought to do once in a while. On their hands and knees? Well, either that or you lift your car up with one hand and check it with the other. <laughs> now, McGee, you're just trying to be funny. If you're so interested in checkups, why don't we get our prudential agent over here to give our insurance policies the once-over? You know we need it. And it's a service prudential agents are always happy to give. What do you suppose makes an insurance policy change during the year? It doesn't, but we do. In a year's time, lots of changes take place in a family. They buy a new home, dad gets a raise, a daughter is married off, and it's things like these that affect insurance policies. Well, I was thinking about Social Security benefits. I bet a lot of people would like to see how their new benefits tie in with their present insurance. And they should. Folks... To make sure your insurance is still geared to give you the most security, to serve you the way you want, get together with your prudential agent. Let him give your insurance a checkup soon. We come now to that lovely time of day when the housekeeping chores are finished, the breakfast dishes are washed, and it's not quite time to start fixing lunch. The moment when the housewife says... Oh, it's good to sit down and relax for a minute. Hey, Molly. Where are you, Molly? Here we go. In the living room, McGee. Relaxing for a minute. Where are you? Upstairs. I was cleaning out my top drawer in the bureau. I ran across this old wallet that I retired the first of the year. Oh, yes, when you got the new one for Christmas. I've been looking through it, you know, just in case I might have forgot to take out the currency or maybe left a $10 bill stashed in the secret compartment. Well... I was right. Really? Yeah, nothing. And it's as empty as Uncle Dennis's bottle collection. I figured it would be, but you never know. Nothing in the secret compartment, huh? It didn't have one. Unless some pickpocket slipped the wallet off my hip at some time or other and stole what was in the secret compartment and the secret compartment itself and slipped it back on my hip without me knowing. Any pickpocket that talented doesn't need to hang around your hip. He could get a job on television. Oh, on, uh, what's my line? No, no, I was thinking of the U.S. Steel Hour. Oh, touche, my dear, touche. <laughs> That's a French expression, meaning I'm stuck for the drinks. What'll it be, root beer? No, I... oh, what's that? Slip of paper fell out when you were shaking the wallet. Here. Let's see. Wistful Vista 9312. Wonder what that could be. Could be a phone number. I bet it is. Sounds kind of familiar. Wistful Vista 9312. Oh, I know. That's Kramer's Drugstore. No, no. That's 9213. You sure? Kramer's sticker's on the cover of the phone book. Take a look. I'll just do that, because if this ain't Kramer's number... Oh, you're right. I'll be doggone. I wonder who the heck's phone number that could be. Well, if you don't remember, and if you think it's worth the trouble... Hey, I got it. I just figured out a way to find out. Why don't you just call the number and ask? Oh, oh, you figured out the way, too, huh? It wasn't easy, mind you, but I did. Mm -hmm. I was always good in school at hard problems like this. 
Grocery boy! Oh, him. Hi, kids. I brought your order, daughter. I left it on the sink. Just popped my head in to say I can't stay, so don't go warming any coffee or shoving donuts or pie or Danish prune ring at me, because I haven't got well, time. just relax, boy. Relax. We didn't intend to. Besides, we haven't got any Danish prune ring anyhow. Oh, yes, you have, daughter. What? I'm special today. Just 53 cents. So I added it on to your order. Well, well, you've got a lot of crust. Got to get rid of seven more of these Scandinavian strudels or I won't get no bonus. What's the bonus? A free trip to Copenhagen? No, Mr. Gonzalez, he said... Gonzalez? How'd he get in there? Mr. Gonzalez is the Danish prune ring king, and he's given me a set of bongo drums if I sell 50 prune rings. Bongo drums? <laughs> so I can go into the mambo dancing business, Johnny. Oh. I may be the first in town to introduce the Abela Janger or the cha-cha. Abela Janger or cha-cha? The very latest steps. Real West Indian twisters, sister. Back in the mambo right off on the floor. Me and Bessie were taking a correspondence course. Postman is helping us over the complicated portion. Yeah? Abla Janja, Abla Janja, no pericoma, but Abla Janja, Abla Juju, up top of the G, Pastula Pasta, and Abla. <laughs> Go on. Can't, daughter. That's as far as the lessons have went so far. Oh, fine. Luckily, when we come to the end of the lesson, I had both feet on the floor. But Bessie was up on one toe, had her hip in freewheeling position, and her fingers was snapping like crazy. <laughs> And there she stands till the next lesson gets here. Aww. Sure be glad to see the postman tomorrow, and so will Bessie. So long, kids. Have fun with your prune ring. Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. The USO, the organization that brings a touch of home to servicemen and women wherever they are stresses the importance of keeping in touch with our men and women in uniform by writing to them often. There are more than one million Americans now serving in our armed forces overseas, and more than two million in training in the United States, but away from home for the first time. To many of them, a letter from home at mail call provides the greatest lift in their daily life. It boosts morale and lends added personal meaning to their service to their country. Neither the USO nor the U.S. Department of Defense wishes to encourage the writing of letters to strangers. But that serviceman or woman who is a relative or friend, a former co-worker or member of your church will appreciate a letter. It lets him know he hasn't been forgotten, that he still belongs. How about you? Have you neglected to write lately? If you have, then why not make a special effort to get off a letter tonight? You can be sure it will be appreciated. <laughs> Vista 9312. I wish I could remember why the heck I put this number down. Oh, for goodness sakes. Why don't you just dial it and see? Well, I started to, but gee whiz, I don't know. What could I say if they answer? I'll tell you what. Try hello. Huh? That's a good one. Lots of people oh, say that. Oh, I know that, Molly. Gee whiz. What do I say after that is the problem. Heck, if I'd only put the name down along with the number, then uh, I would... McGee, why don't you just throw the silly scrap of paper away and forget the whole thing? Pretend you never saw it. No, it, it's not that easy. It'd prey on my mind all day. 9312. Is that the Gazette? No. No, it's too early for the Gazette. Gazette comes about 4.30. No, no, no. I mean, is that the Gazette's number? No, no. Their number is 8616. Oh, yeah. I knew there was a one in it. Now, let me think hard. Maybe... Come in. Oh, hi, Wimp. It's Wally Wimple, Molly. Come on in, boy. Maybe you can help me. Uh, hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. Wimple. Help with what, Mr. McGee? I'm trying to check a number here, Wimp. 9312. Is that a familiar number to you? 
Oh, that's a very familiar number. Oh, good. And that's what it cost Sweetie Face on her last appearance in court. $93.12. Huh? Nine, three, one, two. Oh, those figures have burned right into my brain because she harps on it all the time. Well, this is the phone number I'm checking, Wimp. He found it in an old wallet, Mr. Wimple, with no name attached. Oh, well, uh, uh, what happened when you tried to call the number? We haven't gotten that far yet, Mr. Wimple. Himself has only been on this case about two and a half hours. Give him time. He'll get around to trying it yet. All right, all right. I'll get it right now. Kind of like playing roulette. Spin the dial, and who knows what comes up. Mm, busy. Well, at least we know somebody's there. Hope there ain't a pair of long-winded conversationalists on that line. <laughs> My goodness, you've stalled calling that number for hours, and when you do and it's busy a second, you're as impatient as a general with his first loaded cannon. If all will kindly be quiet, I'll try the number again. Hmm. But that's a couple of school kids reading the dictionary to each other. Would you like to relax with a glass of root beer or a cookie or something? No, I'd just like to get the answer to the solution of this mystery. I'll try it just once more. Ah, it's ringing this time. At last. How could they manage to say goodbye, hang up, and get so far away from the telephone between the time I got a busy signal and now? Say, uh, maybe it's a party line, and nobody's home at your number. Maybe it was the party that was busy. That's a mighty negative attitude to take, Wimp. Hmm. Sounds like nobody's home. Must have been the party line busy. Why don't you just forget the whole thing? Hey, I'm not licked yet. I'll just dial information and find out whose number this is. Hello, information? Kindly inform me who lives at Wistful Vista 9312. Oh, you can't? You mean to tell me you don't have your phones listed numerologically? Well, that's a heck of a way to run a railroad. And you call yourself information. McGee, the girl isn't to blame. It's the company. She shouldn't keep such company then. Look, sis, by George, if you can't give me the number, then connect me with the supervisor. Oh, you are the supervisor. Well, for the... Doggone it, I'm trying to find out whose number this is, and there must be someone... Oh, I got it. Supervisor, give me Mert. Yeah, she'll trace this thing down for me and... Hmm? Ah, oh, rats. No, Mert? It's her day off. Now what do I do? Uh, have you given any thought, Mr. McGee, to just tearing the number into teensy-weensy pieces and dropping it down a sidewalk grating? Frankly, Wimp, at this point, yes. Well, I'm going to give it one more try. I'll dial that number once more, and if nobody answers this time... Hello? Oh, I got him. Uh, this Wistful Vista 9312? Oh, good. How, uh, uh, how, how are you? Oh, that, that's good. Who is it? Who is it? Uh, I don't know yet. It's a woman's voice. Oh, a woman, huh? Uh-oh. Elderly woman, kiddo. Sounds old. Elderly, you know, an older woman. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, yes, ma'am. I've been trying to get you, ma'am, all afternoon, but... Uh, ma'am? Uh, who am I? Who is she? That's what we want to know. Oh, well, uh, my name is McGee, ma'am. F. McGee. Who am I speaking to? Huh? I must want your daughter. What? Oh, dear. Oh, oh no, lady, I, I don't want your daughter. No, no, don't call her. I uh, says I must want her daughter, Mom. So I gathered. I don't know anybody's kiddo daughter or anybody's daughter kiddo. I don't know who the daughter... Well, oh, gee whiz, I don't... this terrible? He'll talk himself into the biggest mess. Maybe I better hang up, Molly. I, uh, oh, uh, oh, oh, hello, uh, uh, hello, uh, who? 
Oh, is that you, Mert? Oh, am I glad. <laughs> Heavenly days, it's Mert's home phone number. Yeah, I remember now. I got it from her once so I could call her any time I had a number I didn't recognize and she could phone the office and find out who it was for me. <laughs> well, well, how's every little thing, Mert? Oh, it is, eh? <laughs> Deborah and Molly will be right back. Whom will Princess Margaret marry? The RAF hero, Captain Peter Townsend, or one of the titled young men in her date book? The May Ladies' Home Journal presents the exciting, little-known story of Princess Margaret and her bows. Journal readers will meet Peter Townsend when he entered Margaret's life, learn how it all began, the romance that may equal that of her uncle, the Duke of Windsor, in heartbreak and excitement. But right now, Captain Townsend isn't the only man in Princess Margaret's life. Her escorts include some of England's most eligible young bachelors. And you'll be surprised when you learn how much red tape a young man goes through to date the blue-eyed princess, including the necessary arrangements with theaters and nightclubs for a royal visit. You'll want to read all about Princess Margaret and her bows in the Ladies' Home Journal, now at your newsstand. Supper's ready. McGee, are you still on that phone? I'll be with you in a minute, Molly. Oh, is that so, Mert? Oh, it is, eh? What's say, Mert? Oh, dear. Your uncle. The one in the house painting business. Kicked the bucket last week, eh? Sure, sure. What happened? Climbed down off a ladder and kicked over a bucket of paint, I suppose. Nope. He died. And so did the gag, Mert. Yeah. Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Wallace Wimple. This is John Wald inviting you back tomorrow when Mr. McGee gets in a mix-up with some Christmas cards. In this season yet. Good night. Laugh with Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve, the great Gildersleeve, that is, tonight on the NBC Radio Network.